0: Hello, Saints. Todd here with SafeGuardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. Uh, And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing uh, happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep. Of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace they can be edified they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures and let me just guarantee you this one thing by the grace of God this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name and please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. I had an interesting, about an hour-long conversation today with a brother that goes to a local church here in my area. And I kind of know a pretty good amount about the, the local church. And I know the pastor and stuff and have uh, known him for many years. You know, over 20 years and stuff. And anyway, we had a great conversation, I think would be very instructional for all of us, because, you know, as remnant believers in Jesus Christ, those whom the Lord is calling out of the apostate church world, God wants to use us just as others have helped us to see the light of the scriptures and begin to see the darkness and the traditions of mere men and the pagan practices that go on in a large part of what calls itself, you know, evangelical Christianity today. And so let's talk about it a little bit. This fella, a very sincere guy, he's a, him and I about the same age. He's a leader. He's in leadership at that particular local church. It's a very large local church, actually. It hadn't been around too long, but you know, the pastor's really good at raising money and they've got like a 20 to 30 million dollar cathedral, they call it this huge, you know, very opulent building that they just built about a year ago and had opportunity to talk to his, the pastor's wife not long ago and also several of the people in leadership there as God would ordain it has put, he's put them right in my path and ordained a conversation kind of like the one I had today. This fellow was talking about the need for submitting to a local church and to the leadership and all, and he's going on and on. Of course, he wasn't using much scripture, but he was just regurgitating what he's been learning in that particular local church. And I'm privy, or I'm actually knowledgeable of that local church enough to to know where to address the situation. One of the things i talked to him about is the Nicolaitane deeds and doctrines, which Jesus said he hated. Now, when you start with the Nicolaitans, you're going to have to explain that to people. Actually, you're going to have to explain everything you give them from the Bible, because they really don't know a lot of Bible. And a lot of the scriptures they know have been twisted, you know, just misused by these hireling pastors for the pastor's advantage, not for the people. You know, you might want to read Jeremiah 23 and Ezekiel 34, my friend, to really get a inside view of what God has to say about false shepherds and false prophets. Those are extensive exposés on the characteristics, the manipulations of false teachings and etc. The harshness and the scripture twisting and the self-serving nature of hirelings who have invaded we view as the church world today. And so I want to encourage you to read those two chapters. Go ahead and write that down. Jeremiah 23 and Ezekiel 34. If I have not gotten you stirred up to get into word. I haven't been used of God in my estimation. The Bible says we're to seal the law, the word of God, among the disciples of Christ, Isaiah eight sixteen. Also, as far as resources, we've got two books on this subject specifically. One of them's called Predators in Our Pulpits and also Deceivers and False Prophets Among Us. These are extensive books that bring out just volumes of holy scripture that address the danger and the jeopardy of soul as associated with false prophets, which our Lord said would be many. And so anyway, this fella and I were talking and he kind of got the idea because I wasn't agreeing with him and he doesn't know me that well. He said, well, let me address this because I really feel like I need to, you know, correct you about this. And, you know, you really need to be submitted to a church and the leadership and stuff. And he goes on. I let him talk for a while. And I just sat there smiling, listening. Not spitefully, just very kindly and friendly with him. And then I began to share some scripture with him and some truth. And at one point, I required that he give me scripture to prove everything he's saying. Now, what I'm doing there is trying to help him see that his whole body of truth or his world view all that he's learned the composite of it is not scripture it's nothing but tradition at one point i said brother you know a lot of this is just human reasoning this is not scripture because the bible says bam 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 you know we're to let the word of christ dwell in us richly you know, and I told him about the Berean believers, Acts seventeen eleven. You must memorize that verse, beloved. You must. And you must have a working knowledge of that verse. If you're going to be a good student of the Lord and a tool in the hands of God, a, a vessel that's meet for the master's use and uh, prepared unto every good work. That's uh, Acts seventeen eleven. It spoke about those noble Bereans who received the word, with all readiness of mind, that is, that Paul preached, and they compared the Word of God. Excuse me, they compared uh, Paul and what he was preaching to the Word of God. They put the message that Paul was preaching to the test, which we're commanded to do. In fact, the scripture says, Acts seventeen eleven. I want you to write that down on an index card and begin to memorize and meditate on it from the King James Bible. Acts 17.11, we should this week teach every single believer we come into contact with this verse. In fact, having it on an index card is a great start to helping pull it out and share it with another believer, to edify and help them learn the Word of God as you and I are learning it. It says, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the Word with all readiness of mind and searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. And so I shared that with him. This guy didn't even know that verse. He didn't know hardly any verse I shared with him. And also what we talked about was what the church really is, because he has a completely faulty definition of what the church is. As you can imagine, almost everybody in the church world does, the visible apostate church world, that is, because they've been trained and schooled by false shepherds to You know, they've been taught things that bring people to serve the agenda of a man and his cause. You know, we talked about wealth. Wealth is to be used for, and I shared with him some scriptures. His pastor, I guarantee you, will never share with him. Obviously, he hasn't till now, after all these years, and never will. I shared Acts 2, 44 and 45, you know, about the distribution. Acts 2, 44 and 45, and also Acts 4, 32 through 35, where the the early church got together. They sold everything they had. And gave it to those Christians in need. They realized they were getting ready to go out of this world. They were not not going to entrench themselves in this world. They were going to hate this world as Jesus taught in the gospel. They were going to love Christ and abandon themselves to him. Including the things that were in their possession. They counted them not. As their own, because everything is of the Lord. Naked we came into this world, and naked shall we return. And we're going to give account for how we stewarded these things that are in our possession. Well, these folks, are going they had a good testimony, and they will when they stand before judgment. And they're already with the Lord. These saints here in Acts 4 and Acts 2, the early church, the pristine state of the church before it was corrupted by false teachers and wolves, you know, and false doctrine. You know, these guys did what? There was none among them that lacked. Why? Because the multitude of them that believe were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. They had all things common. It's called equality in Second Corinthians 8. If I have something you need, I'm going to give it to you. If I have it, buy me. Otherwise, how does the love of God dwell in me? It doesn't. If I just say, oh, well, good, be blessed, be warmed and filled here. I got all kinds of money in the bank and you need something, but too bad, man. Be blessed. Bye. Well, the Bible clearly says the love of God is not in me if that's how I live. And that's how a lot of people live in America that claim to be Christians. I can tell you sure as you're hearing my voice that those people will not be in eternal glory. They will be in hell. There's nothing more sure in the Word of God than that. And if you want to talk about it specifically, that's my, not my specific topic right now, just call or email me. I'd be glad to. But you got you better be ready to hear the Word of God because it's crystal clear about the rich. So this that was one of the things we talked about, riches and the distribution of it. And I agreed with some of the stuff he said and put scripture with it to establish it as the truth or let the truth of scripture establish it. And then I shared some things like this with him. Well, he's never heard this kind of stuff, you know, because his pastor's a multimillionaire. His pastor has four or five vehicles, at least. He's got a weekend car that's, I don't know, 150, dollars $300,000. A weekend car. A pastor. Get that. How does that reconcile with New Testament Christianity? Not at all. I shared with him that Jesus and his apostles never spent one penny. They never solicited anybody for one penny to build a physical building. No, because the kingdom of God is spiritual. It's in the hearts of men. Jesus said in Luke 17, the kingdom of God is within you. They that worship the father must worship him in spirit and in truth. John 4, 24. So we went over some of these things and uh, without pointing out his pastor, because he's really high up on his pastor. He just, you know, he's, one of the things I did talk to him about is how quoting the pastor and not Jesus shows us that we have idolatry in our hearts and lives and how pastors get people to do that because it brings worship to the pastor. And that pastor's clearly building his own kingdom, okay? We're to let the word of God dwell in us richly. I shared with him out of the book of Acts, in Acts 4, uh, excuse me, 542, I believe it is. They, it says that uh, they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. They didn't preach their pastor. They preach Christ. Their pastor doesn't have nail-scarred hands. He's a sinner that needs the grace of God through Christ. Also shared with him Colossians 2, 18 and 19, about how false prophets don't hold the head. They're not upholding the head, capital H E A D. Jesus Christ is the head, the nail-scarred risen Savior. And he talked and he, he went in detail about authority because he's been well-trained under these Nicolaitans on authority. you got to be submitted to authority. Really? I said, man, you're not—it doesn't matter how many men that you're submitted to. If you're not submitted to God's authority, it's all in vain, and you're not even saved— and God's authority is given unto us in his word. That's why he gave us his word. So these Nicolaitan, false prophet wolves will not deceive you because no man is above God's law. Let God be true and every man a liar. God's word, not a pastor, is final authority. Also, I shared with him out of 2 Corinthians one twenty-four that Paul said, quote, Not that we have dominion over your faith, but we're helpers of your joy. No man has been given the right or the privilege or the license, if you will, uh, the go ahead to control any other man. That's manipulation. That's Nicolaitane control. Revelation 2, 6 and 15. I shared with him specifically on that. Said Nicolaitanes. He had never heard of that. Right there in Revelation 2. Are you surprised? I'm not. It, Nicolaitans control the laity, conquer and control the laity through deception and through manipulation and through the means by which you teach them wrongly and errantly that they need you and that they need to submit to your authority and all this. And I shared with him, I said, listen, man, this sounds like another Catholic system, you know, where you can't learn the word of God yourself. You've got to have, you know, this guy tell you the word of God. Well, this guy's not even preaching the word. And when he does, it's manipulated and, and, and perverted. It's another Catholic system. It's the same principle as the pagan Catholic church where you got to go through men. No. When I said to this guy, the Bible tells us that when Jesus died on the cross, the veil of the temple was rent in twain. God the Father came out to meet every believer that he saves. He's the only one that can save. On an individual level through Christ, the one intercessor and the one mediator. Now, friends, what I was doing there is preaching the individual uh, priesthood of every true born-again believer. And that what, that's what makes you a member of the body of Christ. And that's the only thing that's going to allow you, as you're receiving nourishment from the Lord... Straight from Him. Gonna allow you to be a vital member of the body of Christ that's ministering one to another unto the edifying of itself in love, Ephesians 4. And that's what true under shepherds help you and foster in you is that your, they encourage you in your personal relationship with the Lord that we see throughout the New Testament, namely Ephesians, Hebrews, Colossians, etc., Galatians. Wow. What a wealth of wisdom, divine wisdom we have in the word of God. I shared with this fellow also that we, well, let me, before I leave that topic of authority, I shared with him, I said, you know, you talk about your pastor being submitted to all these other men and this, you know, people. I said, you know, what I normally tell people that are all pumped up on this, all of this, you know, human authority that are overkill on all that. You know, I asked him, I said, okay, your pastor's teaching you that. Now, who's your pastor submitted to? And they go, oh, oh, uh, oh, uh. oh. Another pastor, and I go, well, who's that pastor submitted to? An overseer, okay. Who's that pastor submitted to? Uh, a, a, a bishop, okay. Well, who's he submitted to? I guess he's submitted to God, right? And they'll go, they'll go, because they haven't thought this through, and they'll go, I, I guess so. I said, oh, okay, so now we've just created a whole new Catholic system where you can't go directly to God Himself through Christ because Christ's blood wasn't enough, I guess, right? So you got to go through all this hierarchy of man, right? And about that time, their eyes start opening. You know, listen, friends, friends in Christ, listen, we've got to plant these seeds. Don't worry about the fact that it might be the first time these people have heard this New Testament kingdom truth. It's got to start somewhere. I can remember when it was first introduced to me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for the brothers and sisters that were loved me enough to preach the truth to me and help me to become unlocked and delivered from all the lies that I've learned through false religious teaching which is almost every you know church building and every pastor is schooled in the art of manipulation and a tradition. You know, Colossians two eight, Paul wrote, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit, the traditions of men, the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. So anyway, I'm praying that God will give you and me opportunity to help others. I hope this helps you. God bless you, friend. And please avail, avail yourself to safeguardyoursoul.com. Well brothers and sisters it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the word of God and remember there's hundreds of more Christ centered scripture rich uh, edifying podcast on SafeguardYourSoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with uh, uh, several many books on there for your uh, edification in Christ. They're all scripture rich and Christ centered. Also, tens of thousands uh, of saints and sinners are being reached every month. And uh, your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit uh, our donate page on the site. And uh, uh, you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach uh, is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and uh, all over the world, and uh, may God be praised that uh, there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh, and we say together, In the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus, amen.